0: This is Tim and Jennifer with He Wants, She Dines. We are so excited. Welcome back. For those of you that were with us last time, thank you. Thank you for coming back and hearing what we have to say and share with y'all today. And for those of you who are new, we know you're going to be in for a treat, and we're excited.
1: Yeah, welcome back to this this adventure of a podcast. We're going to talk about some cool stuff today, but a quick teaser. Um, We have a special guest in-house. We promised it last time. And he's here in the present and he's uh, listening in and uh, we're sipping some champagne as we, uh, as we get ready for him. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hold that until, uh, until a little bit later. But we want to start by talking about uh, a couple of things that are going on with us, uh, starting with our new website. So the new website uh, launched this week. It's a whole new way to sort of look at our stuff. So if you checked out our website after our first podcast, Um, it's completely different. So you can, of course, listen to the podcast there, but also has all the cool stuff, uh, recipes and cool reviews and all that sort of stuff. And
0: it's really, um, user friendly. So
1: yeah. And pretty cool on mobile too. Like some of the feedback you guys gave us was it needed to be a little more simple and it's super cool. Today we're, uh, we're drinking champagne.
0: Pretty pink champagne.
1: Beautiful pink champagne. And not just any champagne. I mean, most of you are probably thinking, oh, you know, I find pink champagne just everywhere. This isn't just your average pink champagne. Um, We're drinking a champagne from a a vineyard called Pearson, uh, which is located uh, just outside of Reims in Champagne, of course. And uh, it's 100% Pinot Noir. But for those of you who follow us, you know that we love to talk about champagne. And this is actually from one of our grower friends.
0: Yes, and it's a, a father-daughter team. Um, they have their hands on everything, and which makes it really special and a, um, more of an intimate relationship with them.
1: Yeah, Francois is a fifth-generation uh, champagne maker, his daughter Claire. And, uh, and Francois is actually an independent grower, so it's a little different. He, an independent grower means he does everything himself, mm-hmm. from him and his family pick the grapes, they crush the grapes. Um, they they do everything from scratch, and so we're gonna pour this bottle. We popped it, and uh, we're gonna pour a little bit of this champagne in our glasses. And our special guest had just put his glass out, so we're gonna pour him some too.
0: <laughs> so it's already getting rave reviews.
1: <laughs> so we you know we love this area of champagne. We talked a little bit about it last time, but um, but the. The delicacy of the way they make sort of this type of champagne uh, in small batches, right? A thousand bottles. Sort of makes it unique.
0: It does. It does. And you almost feel like you can just taste the love.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you can buy, you know, they make, you know, 20 million bottles of Veuve Rosé. But I think this compares, don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean...
0: You know. Yeah,
1: 100%. So today we're gonna we're gonna be drinking champagne because again our our special guest is one of his favorites as well. But I read a story, uh, Jen, today about champagne sales worldwide hitting a record high. It had been really? on the decline. Yeah, it had been on the decline. It hit a record high.
0: That's interesting. What do you think that's about?
1: You know, I don't know. The UK is dropping in sales, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of interesting. Maybe I don't know if Brexit has anything to do with that, but uh, <laughs> maybe they don't have a lot to celebrate, so they're not uh, they're they're not drinking as much champagne. But the US still is the dominant share of consumption. Us Americans, we love champagne, and uh, and and it hit it hit record numbers. Of course, growing in Asia and Russia as well. So, I guess the Russians like champagne.
0: That's great. Yeah, I've noticed. It seems like more people will um, just have a glass of champagne when they're wanting something, not always with wine.
1: Yeah, I mean, it used to be that when you went in, you 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 didn't have a very big selection of bubbles on the menu. Yeah. Like you know, everything was really really expensive, or it was like you know really cheap stuff.
0: hmm No, that's yeah, it's growing.
1: It seems like now there there's a there's a lot of variety, so uh, which is great.
0: It's not just for weddings.
1: Not just for weddings. <laughs> and that's the point, right? Just, uh, you know, a lot of people think champagne is for celebrations. But it's not just... I mean, we, we have it just on a night with meat and cheese.
0: Oh, yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect for after work.
1: So, while we're drinking our champagne, let's talk about some current events. Uh, you know, the Final Four is going on. Um, and I'm not talking about the Final Four in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Because Jen doesn't know any of the teams left.
0: I know some of them. Which one? <laughs> Name a team. Um, you're going to quiz me now. Yeah. Michigan. And I know Duke.
1: Michigan's out. Duke yeah. is out.
0: Oh, okay. So I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so who's left? The last game I saw was Duke and Michigan.
1: That was Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. So who's left? Michigan State, <laughs> Virginia, Texas Tech.
0: Oh yeah, I Go did. Red I Raiders. did know that. I did know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: then um, oh my god, the fourth team just slipped my mind. Virginia, oh Auburn. That's why I slipped my mind. But Charles Barkley's old school. So anyway, that's the Final Four. But we've had our own Final Four going on.
0: Yeah, I do know more about that.
1: Well, I can't believe this <laughs> Final Four. First of all, we're on Final Four of wine, right? It's we have, perfect. We have bracket challenge for wine, which is perfect. But I'm a little distraught at the results. I mean, Malbec got beat by Merlot.
0: Yeah, that's surprising. I mean,
1: what, are, what kind of Malbec are these people drinking that they <laughs> – I mean, seriously. I mean, everybody's not drinking a Molo Merlot, okay, which is a great Merlot. Yes. I mean
0: – One of the best. One of the best. Actually.
1: But so so, it's Pinot versus Merlot and Cab versus Chard,
0: mm-hmm. Chardonnay.
1: In the in the final four,
0: wow, that's surprising.
1: I mean, Cab's not surprising. You know, you think Cab would
0: no, but I Chardonnay surprises. Me. Chardonnay
1: surprises, right? I mean, the fact there's that many wine drink. I mean, it's the only white white wine left.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's, it, I mean, I, I mean, do you think between Chard and Cab, who do you think is going to win that voting? Cab. I think Cab hands down, right? And i be, I think Cab's going to win the whole thing at this point. I mean, Cab's basically the Duke of wines, except they didn't get knocked out. <laughs> We'll so, so if you want to vote in our poll, you can check out our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. on all the social media channels and vote for your final four because we want to know. And we'll, uh, we'll we'll give the results on the next podcast so you know. I want to give you guys a quick uh, calendar of kind of what's coming on, what's coming up. We have a lot of cool stuff. This is festival season.
0: Yes, and it's the perfect time.
1: Yeah, I mean, the weather's finally mm-hmm. sort of warming up. Uh, well, it got cold for a few days right here. But uh, finally warming up. And um, and we have a couple of cool events coming up. So uh, our, our our wine facility, our shipping facility is going to be open uh, April for those in the local DFW area. You can check it out on our website. We're going to be open April 27th and May 11th. So you can come by, do some free tastings, check out some wines, and
0: That's, you get to meet us.
1: And you get to meet so us in come. person. So come, <laughs> yeah, come on by. Um, we always have free tastings out there. It's just uh, you know we're there for for a few hours on a Saturday afternoon. So come enjoy the weather and have some uh, have a free glass of wine. We'd love, to, we'd love to meet you in person. And then on May 18th, we're hosting the Garland Wine Walk here in Garland, Which Texas. Which
0: is so much fun. You do not wanna miss it. It's gonna be warm, but they have obviously some great wines out there. You get to do some fabulous shopping, um, bands, food. I never, I, I didn't have any idea how great downtown Garland was until we participated last year. And it was yeah. a lot of fun.
1: They had, they had 300 tickets to sell, it was their first time. And they sold out. So. Yeah.
0: I mean, we had a line around the block.
1: Yeah. And people coming up ask, so this year they're increasing the number of tickets. Uh, they're going to have 15 different wines to sample for like 30 bucks. Like.
0: Can't beat that. Can't beat that.
1: Uh, we'll be out there. We'll be hosting the event. And so we hope to uh, see those of you again from the DFW area at the Garland Wine Walk. And that's on Saturday, May 18th. So, um, we're gonna take a, a and short. Oh, and it's kid oh.
0: friendly too, and dog friendly. Oh, that's true. So we bring saw the whole family, out. and yeah, including the pooches.
1: Yeah, and they had some bands and stuff like that as yes. well, and raffle drawings and yeah. lot, lots of cool and stuff. Some
0: great restaurants down there.
1: So we're gonna take a short break, and then we're gonna come back with our special guest. Hey, y'all, don't forget to check out our website, hewineshedines.com. You're going to find all kinds of cool stuff.
0: And the best part of it is be sure and look for those reviews on restaurants. Um, they're all from male-female perspectives, so you're going to be sure to find something that you'll love. But also check out any events we have going on for the weekends and some great features.
1: Yeah, great features, recipes, and how-to videos, all kinds of cool stuff packed in there, all about food, wine, and travel. So It's check all us out. there. Yep. Check us out at HeWinesSheDines.com.
0: So, welcome back. Food and wine is always important, and that's what we love to talk about. But more importantly, how many of you out there have mother-in-laws? I have a wonderful mother-in-law, actually, and we see her often. She lives very close by. But... I wanted to talk about a trip we took this weekend. She likes to get out and go shopping and we go to the grocery store and just get out a little bit. We decided to go to Bucky's.
1: Have you ever been to Bucky's?
0: It's a whole other world.
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, let's be honest, you just started calling it Bucky's.
0: Yes, I did. I used to I called it Buc-ee's. You called it Buc-ee's <laughs> for like 10
1: years. You called it Buc-ee's. Like, yeah. Let's I stop did. at Buc-ee's.
0: But everybody knew what I meant. <laughs> It's very anxiety-producing. You need a Xanax before you go into Bucky's, but it's so much fun. You come out with things you had no idea that you needed, and you really don't need. Um, lots of good snacks. You're never going to go buy? hungry in a Bucky's. Um, I bought some flip-flops <laughs> and a baseball hat.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot about the baseball. The beach bum baseball hat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get some beaver nuggets this time because I decided my waistline couldn't afford it, so... What did you get
1: oh i got a shirt that said 99 problems but a beach ain't one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sort of fits <laughs>
0: yeah it better <laughs>
1: well <laughs> so yeah we had a great we had a great trip to bucky i also bought like a big old metal they sell like metal this is a convenience store for people who don't know i bought a big old metal wood rack like to put firewood oh, yeah.
0: on yeah right yeah, yeah. like And our mosquito repellent, because you have to have mosquito repellent. We did buy. And it's important when you. We spent like three hundred dollars at Bucky's. Yeah, we did.
1: Literally a convenience store, (laughs) we spent three hundred bucks. Like, that's crazy.
0: Anyway, it's the perfect Sunday outing. So next time y'all need an idea of something to do after church (laughs) on a Sunday, head out to Bucky's.
1: And with that, well, next weekend we're heading to Santa Fe. Yes. So.
0: Can't wait. It's heaven on earth
1: we love santa fe it's a great weekend i mean if any of you are listening and you're in santa fe you know why we love it and if you've been there i mean it's i mean jennifer sends me a house to move there uh advertising for a house or something like once a week would you say pretty much pretty much yeah like but she you s- won't do it yeah she sends me houses that she wants, he to-
0: wants to to stay in the dfw area
1: well i like the big city but santa fe <laughs> is a refuge we we both love santa fe so we'll have a we'll have a travel guide coming out about that after our trip, and uh, we'll put that on the website and then, uh, after next weekend. So keep an eye out for that. I want to now introduce our guest. He's been sitting here, listening to this banter, drinking some champagne, and uh, we teased about you last uh, time. Antonio, and our guest is Antonio Swad. Hello, Antonio.
2: Hey, how you doing?
1: Good. So. For everybody who doesn't know, I'm going to just give a quick introduction, and feel free to fill in uh, wherever. But not only is Antonio uh, a friend, a member of our Cuvee Club, he loves champagne.
2: That's absolutely
1: yeah. And he's also the original founder of um, Wingstop, which is one of the largest chains uh, uh, in in the United States, and certainly the leader in the wing space. Um, founded Pizza Patrone. Um, he's, he's now moved on from those and sold them and all those great things. And now he has started his own, another concept, I'm sorry, another concept called
2: porch swing. Yep. It's my uh, first foray into full service and man, have I learned a lot and uh, (laughs) maybe I can share some of that with you. But first I want to tell you how much I appreciate both uh, you and Jen inviting me in, I, uh, Hope that uh, it's time well spent for your listeners, and we'll uh, try to make it so.
1: Well, we appreciate you coming in as well. And, uh, and let's start by talking about champagne.
2: Ah, love it. Yeah, but you know what? Champagne sort of makes a promise to you. Uh, and that's what I, I like about it. It, it promises you're going to have a good time. And, and when you, that sound of that bottle opening, there's only one sound in the world like that. And uh, and and typically, I what I think is there's good times to follow after you hear that sound, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, champagne is just unique like that. I mean, so many
1: people. You're right. It denotes celebration. It makes you happy. Uh, it, it's you know, it's it's. You're right. It's, it's very unique. And and this champagne in particular is. Uh,
2: and oh it's great it's, it's great it's you, awesome. you touched on this earlier though about uh how the champagne is uh, consumption is, is really growing and i think part of that has to do with people are just finally getting hip that you know it's okay to eat with champagne as mm-hmm. as your wine instead of uh making it just oh only before the meal kind of thing mm-hmm. uh it's a great accompaniment for food if you um if you pair it well and uh and I think people are starting to get hip to that. I know I've enjoyed many a good meal with uh, with champagne. And that's a great point. I mean, I mean, you're right. A lot of people are using it. They'll have
1: it with dessert, they'll have it, but yep. you know, before dinner, whatever, but you're right. They they're they're not pairing it with with some great meals. And and there are a lot of champagnes that are big enough to hold up. They hold up to uh, you know, a great piece of salmon, or yeah, uh,
2: absolutely. Particularly if you're if you're a seafood yeah. eater, like like I tend to be, and it works it works extremely well, as well as any of any of the the whites. Really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Light and
0: refreshing, and even the college kids are drinking champagne. In fact, they taught us about the cotton candy trick.
1: Oh, that's right! I forgot about that. Yeah. Hey, what's that? I want to know. About that. <laughs> it's great.
0: <laughs> so, depending on what color you want your champagne to be, you put. Um, some cotton candy in the bottom of your glass and pour some champagne over it and it makes it a really nice color and it makes it sweet
1: and it's kind of fun like you put the yeah, champagne it's in super fun. And, i mean you put the cotton candy and when you pour it it just sort of it melts it like. disintegrates yeah. it dissolves it it's yeah. super cool oh that's cool yeah. super cool so like you know now you can buy like blue
2: champagne uh, blue champagne
0: blue cotton candy. You know blue they cotton have purple candy. they have pink yeah yeah it's really yeah. pretty it's fun
2: so there's another reason to drink champagne, right? Exactly, right there to melt the cotton candy. I love it.
1: Well, I know you've been open about six weeks. How is porch swing
2: doing? And how's uh, and, and tell us about your concept. I'll tell you about it. It has uh, probably the last six weeks have been the longest two years of my life. Uh, it's uh, it was, and I've I've been in the restaurant business as you guys know a long, long, long time, and uh, I don't think that I was uh, quite prepared for opening a full-service restaurant, particularly a full-service restaurant in the day of social media, which I think has changed pretty much everything in how your restaurant and your restaurant brand is, is uh, perceived or how it's uh, critiqued and how many brand impressions that you get, uh, and not, of, not all of them uh, are positive brand <laughs> impressions, that's for, that's for sure, right? Yeah, no, yeah. social
0: media is a whole new world, definitely.
2: It really is, and I, I had a, uh, we had a rough opening, uh, to be honest with you. Um, there's a million moving parts to Port Swing. It's a comfort food restaurant, uh, full scratch kitchen, and I know that's get thrown around a lot, but we only have eight entrees on the menu, and to produce an eight entree menu, we we make fifty five different things. And Truly, the the side scratch. items, the, all the gravies, everything mm-hmm. is 100% scratch. And that doesn't even touch on the pie bakery. That's a separate part of the business. So it's uh, it's pies. It's uh, comfort food. I like to call it polished comfort. And uh, it's a live music venue as well. So a million moving parts. And it was uh, somewhat overwhelming at times.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the social media aspect. I mean, what, what was like, Well, give our listeners just an idea like some of what you dealt with from a social media perspective.
2: Well, I tell you, I I, I really never thought that people, first of all, um, used social media in the the decision-making process of where they're going to go out and they're going to spend their food dollar. But me and I have learned a lot. The last six weeks have been a real education for me. And you know what, guys? I started out having this really horrible attitude about it and really... uh, Resenting uh, people that are are so hell-bent on posting these reviews, we actually have people that they haven't even gotten up from their seat yet. They're still in the dining room and they're posting their review from their seat. And I would see it happening and see it unfolding. And I and I was it was really like it really bothered me until until one thing one particular thing happened and it changed everything for me. What was that? Changed my attitude, yeah. You know, and it really—it was nothing more than that. Uh, I realized that if you really look at social media and the reviews and uh, from your customer base in the correct way, it, it's a valuable management tool, you know. But I, uh, you know, and, and I have you—I have you guys to thank for helping me come to that realization. I mean, and it's so in real time. That's the thing. I mean, you could be reading a review from somebody uh, sitting in the dining room and they're commenting, man, the mashed potatoes are lumpy. And you can get up and go, and go back behind the light, and you can go, yeah, you know what? That person's right. These, these mashed potatoes are, are too lumpy. I mean, it's that, it's that real time, you know, if you use it and if you're tuned into it and if you have a good attitude about it. So uh, for me, it was like an epiphany that I had to realize that, hey, let's use this correctly And uh, and you can almost you, you can almost steer your concept, particularly when a concept that's new and you're still fine tuning it, you can steer it using the feedback. We used to pay people to do mystery shops. You know it was twenty five, yeah. thirty five, yeah, forty five forty five dollars, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that yeah. was that was how it was done in our industry. You, you don't need mystery shoppers anymore. It's not a mystery. You got thousands <laughs> of people that'll come in your restaurant and tell you everything you you need to know and more than you want to know sometimes, and they'll do it absolutely free. Yeah,
0: yeah. and but you know you have to give yourself credit too because it's it's a beautiful restaurant. I mean, you've done an amazing job um if there was something that you would want customers to know what would that be
2: well i would want them to know um how hard we're trying you yeah. know how 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 hard we're trying to um to do everything in a full service restaurant you know it's, it's still a human to human interaction it's a human experience and, and a lot of times your your entire uh perception of of your your trip to the to port swing or to any restaurant is really based on how you were treated by the server and, and or how you were greeted by the hostess or mm-hmm. or there's a, like I said it's a, the restaurant industry and the hospitality industry in general uh, it is, is still a human business it's people to people and and that's why the people are the most important part in, in any restaurant people think that oh you can go out and you can buy all this high tech equipment and all this stuff mm-hmm. yeah that's true. And none of it matters if the people that you have actually working in the restaurant aren't the right people and they don't have the right attitude and uh, they don't have what I call the hospitality gene. And some people have it and some people never will have it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah very
0: those connections are important.
2: Well, we've been to Port Swing and we love
1: it and, uh, and we wish you the best of luck on that. But, but I've known you
2: for some time. It's been a while. I know we've been <laughs> and- friends for a while. <laughs> And, and
1: you know, it's nice to see you just a little bit humble.
2: Okay. You know, Cause
1: I remember getting a text from you.
2: Okay. Here we go. I can't
1: wait to, <laughs> oh. I can't wait to hear oh. this one. I'll tell you.
0: I remember I'm waiting too. What is this? <laughs> you
1: were wearing your pajamas
2: ah, okay.
1: on the, on an international flight to Dubai. Mm. And he re- sent me a text in his pajamas the pajamas that they provide no, they, on the plane. They, they give you those. Pajamas. Yeah. he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, keep, I'm keeping the pajamas. <laughs> and the next yeah. text I got was at Wingstop, stop and your pick, you're uh, like, uh, they had your, like, your like image on the wall
2: in Dubai. It was crazy. Yeah. That was, uh, I, this was just relatively recently. Um, It really hit home to what a big brand Wingstop has become when I was uh, on a trip and went to uh, Abu Dhabi, went to Dubai, went to Oman, and, you know, over there, you know, you have a driver. We had a driver, my wife and I, and we're driving down the main thoroughfare in Dubai, and I saw the Wingstop logo. I'm like, what the hell, you know? So I asked him to pull over, and we went in, and it's funny. Everything in Dubai is written twice. It's written first time in english and the second time in arabic and we went in there and started looking around and it just was it was just a wild experience and i wasn't going to say anything to anyone but the manager came up and was very nice and wanted to know you know what are you guys doing are you just looking around like tourists you know you're not going to buy anything or whatever and then my wife went ahead and said hey i don't know if you know but my my husband was the founder And uh, they had a little history thing there, and it it mentioned my name. And uh, the staff just went uh, nuts. They all wanted to come and have – we made pictures together and and stuff. I mean, it was a phenomenal experience, and it really just – really hit home for me just what a what a marvelous brand you know Wingstop has become and I mean it's a truly an international brand mm-hmm. and and you should know I sold the company at about 100 units and and some uh, people got a hold of it and it remains relatively unchanged um, fundamentally it's exactly the same concept that I sold a few years ago but man it just blew up yeah
1: I mean, that was, I was, it was so cool when you sent me uh, when you sent me that picture and I just, I was thinking about it today cause I knew you were coming in. I was like, yeah, and, and, and you're not here, but if you check out our social media, you'll see like, uh, Antonio today's in his chef's hat. He came straight from Port swing <laughs> to here. He, he was, you know, he was getting the lumps out of the potatoes yeah, and, and a few months ago he was, he was in Abu Dhabi, uh, taking his picture as a yeah, kind of a pseudo celebrity. So, so how. How humbling has it been now, you know, to, to sort of taking that, taking hey, that trip? I,
2: I, you know what? Here's the thing. That's the restaurant industry. You know, I started in the restaurant business uh, many, many years ago. I started at 15. I started as a, we called it the, I was the pots and pan boy. And, 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 and that was the lowest rung on the ladder. You actually got promoted to the dishwasher because the dishwasher was somewhat mechanical. So, you know, that was a promotion to, to be a, uh, to be a dishwasher but the pots and pan boy was the guy that you know stood at a three compartment sink and and uh, as the cooks would come back they would just toss these nasty pans and you had to make them look like brand new and i did that night after night after night finally i got my promotion and i got to run the dish machine and then eventually up on the line i was a line cook uh, every position imaginable in in a full service restaurant i think i've done bartender uh, for a while, I was back in the an, uh, analog days where you actually spun records. I, I was a DJ for a while. <laughs> you had to actually—it was like not like it is now, where you just push buttons. You had to mix the music. It was on vinyl records, um, and I've just done everything, so it's been a, a trip back in time for me. I mean, the other night, I actually—you uh, know—I went to the 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 dish pit as it's known and and for about a half hour just wash dishes you know and just enjoyed every minute of it well antonio those
1: are awesome stories but tell us one that nobody else knows oh. give us give us a real real story give us give us
2: some juice well i'll tell you i'll tell you a story i'll tell you a story and i've told this a couple of times but not too many times it was my first time i uh came to texas it was only in texas just a couple of weeks and uh, I came to Texas with my entire life savings and just enough to get into the pizza business. Because back in those days, it was uh, it didn't take much compared to what it costs to get into a full service restaurant. So I had saved my money working in a restaurant in upstate New York and I came to Dallas and I got in the pizza business in a section of town uh, known as Pleasant Grove. And that's, we used to say not so in front of the name of the town, name of not so pleasant Grove, because it was extremely rough area. But I didn't know that. I didn't know anything about Dallas. So I came to Dallas, and uh, opened up the pizza business. Did all the work myself. Uh, I, I had the, a lot of help from my first ex-wife, who was also a part of it. And I want to give her a fair due because she was very helpful and a hard worker, just like me. And um, so we get in the get the store open and ran out of money before there was enough money to complete the front counter so anybody that came into the lobby to pick up a carry out pizza could just sort of meander around the this end of the, the counter because i ran out of money and i couldn't buy the door and build a proper door so and and, and that comes into the story so one night i was in there and uh, an, uh, some folks came in and they uh, ask a couple questions about you know why we didn't have Dr. Pepper or whatever and I said oh I'm really sorry we we just don't have Dr. Pepper and and the guy said to me I'll never forget this he says well you got to give the people what they want and he came around the corner and he put a big gun and pushed the gun against my forehead and it's the Mm -hmm. first time that that's ever happened to me and if that ever happens to you I'm going to tell you it changes your life forever you never forget that so about that time uh my uh ex-wife uh, who was i think she was still my girlfriend before we got married and then divorced but anyway she came walking back uh with a cup of coffee in her hand that she just got from 7-eleven so they she saw what was going on she sort of walked in the middle of it i'm gone somewhere with this story so be patient okay so uh, they robbed us took the money and as they were running down the sidewalk running away i had a gun and I kept the gun up tucked under the counter, and I tried to shoot them. And, and that, you know, people have had all kinds of comments about, I can't believe you tried to shoot someone because they took some money. It wasn't about the money. It was about putting the gun against my head and it changes your life. So the police came. The police came, Dallas police came, and it was just a routine thing for him, but my heart was pounding. And mm-hmm. the first thing that I said to him when the police pulled up, I said, sir sir i have a gun and, and and i fired i fired my gun i thought if i was the first to say it it wouldn't be so bad because i didn't know what kind of trouble i was going to be in and he he said to me he said well what kind of gun do you have i said uh and this is where it went bad because i have a <laughs> I had a big 357 magnum was the gun it was a highway patrolman special with the real long barrel and stuff i said well uh it was a 357 Magnum. He said, hmm, just a minute. And he turned and he walked back to his police car. And I'm thinking, a million things are gone through my mind. I'm saying, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm going to jail for sure. You can't be shooting a gun in the middle of a parking lot and particularly trying to shoot someone. I mean, so he comes back and he said, this is, he said, hold your hand out. And I held my hand out and he put five 357 shells in my hand. And he closed, he put his hand around my hand and he closed my hand. He said, well, this ought to get you home.
0: (laughs) I said, oh my God,
2: welcome to Texas. That was (laughs) was my welcome to Texas. And uh, things have gone uh, much better ever since for me. And it's been a wonderful career and a wonderful time here in Dallas. Wow,
1: that's awesome story. (laughs) I don't know why I don't know why you shot your gun.
2: <laughs> I don't know why you did that. Well, I, it, it was already gone. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know, and people have said that to me. Yeah, I just tell them, man, you would have had to be in that situation. You would have had to been there. You know, it's there's a there's this profound it's amount of, of yeah. disrespect to that person gives you when they're threatening your life like that, yeah. you know, and you just get, you get this fire inside of you, you know, and you just want to do something about it. Yeah. And they, they took the prop. We actually had to, we were so poor, we were yeah. so poor that, um, to get, we had to roll our change to just to, so we would have change. And at that time, you know, I was doing like 25 or $30 worth of business in, in an evening. I didn't even have a sign because again the money problem i mean it was a real struggle i had everything in the world laid on the line and invested in this business and to have somebody just walk in like that wow. and take every penny that you have in the world and 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 threaten your life like that it just it just changes you man it lights a fire inside of you yeah. Yeah. and when it's you violating. have that fire you know and i i was able to convert that to fuel and it's worked out you know pizza patron became a a, a brand and with about a hundred locations and a couple years ago you know as you know I sold sold that company too but but I have to say that 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 moment that was one of the things that um, that provided fuel
1: yeah you know
2: you went all the way from there
1: to having your your face memorialized in Abu Dhabi at uh, <laughs> yeah. at a wing stop. I mean, th- I mean, it's 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 just amazing from where I you know came it. to where you've accomplished now. And I have no, you know, I we just know that Port Swing's going to be a huge success. And we wish you all the best. To, all best of you. luck. Thank you very absolutely. much. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, with that, we want to we want to thank you guys for listening in. Thank you guys for being part of today's podcast. And, uh, and check out, uh, our next podcast when we'll, uh, we'll be giving you the results of the final four. We've got some, I think some
0: summer house discussion coming up. Oh yes. That's very important. We've got to talk about summer house. Yeah. And we're going to share more about Santa Fe.
1: Yeah. We're going to share about our trip to Santa Fe. So you guys have a wonderful evening. Thanks again for listening and cheers y'all. Good
0: night.